This podcast is brought to you by our partners at 8 Star Energy. 8 Star Energy, a clean energy company, leading the future of portable and renewable energy. To find out more, follow them on Facebook at 8 Star Energy. I want attacking purpose for football all the time. Now we've got our backs against the wall, we're going to fight, and we're going to fight hard. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. A marvellous kick. That's as good as you'll ever see. And Footscray are back in front. From inside the centre square, boys kick the goal. Boys kick the goal. From inside the centre G'day Dogs fans, welcome to a brand new episode of Danny Boyd, the greatest Bulldogs podcast on the known planet. My name is Danny McGinlay and with me, the co-host of Danny Boyd, uh, GWS legend, Tom Boyd. Yeah, first time with a guest, Toby McLean, very exciting. Welcome, uh, Tobes. Thank you, thanks for having me. We'll just get it, yeah, I like, I like just going straight into the guest. Yeah, well... He's my old locker buddy. We spent a lot of time right next door to each other, so it um, feels like we're coming home a little bit after a long time apart. So. How, yeah, how does the locker system work? Because obviously, you know, Toby wearing sixteen, you wore seventeen. Uh, you say locker buddy? Is it is it the same locker? Are we are we that poor? <laughs> I think we were for a bit, weren't we? We had top and bottom lockers there for a little while with the small ones. Oh uh, yes, I think. But then they redid the rooms, and now we sort of had a, a reasonable situation. But that wasn't until twenty seventeen or something, I think. Yeah, <laughs> you're not getting your own locker till you win the grand final. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. After uh, yeah, something like that. After they redid it, it, we were in a lot better spot, weren't we? We just had our own little corner. You, um, myself, and and Fletcher Roberts. We are, yeah, we were in a good spot there. Is that is that how they do the numbers? Just because uh, you know Boydie's so enormous, and uh, Toby, <laughs> actually, you're not, you're not that small. Just in footy player terms, you are small. You uh, is it, did it? Fit, did, hey, when Boydie retired, I bet you suddenly felt like you were at you were in gold class cinemas. Uh, yeah, I didn't quite take up his locker. Sort of out of respect, just left it alone for a bit until uh, <laughs> still messy, probably when <laughs> yeah, I left. Yeah, a few boxes <laughs> and stuff like that. But um, no, nah, uh, I think yeah, Josh Bruce has taken over now, and um, yeah, very similar stature to Tom. Who's taller, you or Bruce Boydie? I think I am. I know, just I couldn't oh, tell you. Couldn't yeah. tell. Who's who's, who's, who's your neighbour on the other side? Who's fifteen? Uh, Taylor Dray. Oh yeah, How's, he's, he'd be uh, flat what? with that. that you, don't, you didn't know, I reckon. <laughs> oh, no. so, it used to be Tom Campbell, though. That's who yeah, I'm thinking. So See, it's between a couple of big boys, old Soupy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we used to call Campbell Soup. Oh yeah, that yeah. makes sense. See, so this is the weird. This is, you guys probably have no ideas the nicknames we have for you, uh, and you guys and we don't know your nicknames. I'm like, what are you guys called? I'm like, Boydie. I, I just we just call you Boydie. I was always just Boydie. I don't think. Well, but I that's weird. There was a Matthew Boyd when you arrived. He was yeah, Keith. He though. was Keith because his middle name was Keith. <laughs> and he hated it. So it made it all the better because everyone was giving it to him all the time. We used to call uh, Matthew Boyd Tweedy, as in Tweedy Boyd. Yeah, see, look, we're, we're not as old as you. so. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, listeners, uh, before I was uh, doing some Seinfeld references and just getting blank looks from well, these two. Toby's nickname has always been Feathers. Feathers? Why is that? Uh, Tom Campbell actually came up with that one um, just due to my. Feathery hair, I think. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, think. Tom is sort of an intricate mind of his own, yeah. so he came up with some pretty interesting nicknames along the journey. Yeah, well, I've got a lot. I've actually got a lot of nicknames that I sort of get thrown at me these days. Um, what are, What are they? What are the ones you like? What ones don't you like? Because as the fans, we want to we want to call you something you like. And and I'll put this to you after uh, Boydie. Did you ever want a nickname? You know, Boydie's dull. No. No, I, I, that wasn't on the agenda of things that were important to me. I, and you also, there's nothing worse than making up your own nickname. I mean, if you're trying to tell hey, everyone... Hey, 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 leave the hurricane out of this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. So, look, it was never really on my agenda. And if you're lucky enough to get... Um, it's usually because someone's picking on you is where it comes from yeah. in some way. I mean, Toby would have got feathers when he was probably in his second year or something and Tom Campbell was yeah. <laughs> towering over him trying to give him something to go by. And what, what are you called? We, we, stre- we, we scuffed over that, Tobes. What are you, what are you uh, called? What are you like? Oh, I don't really like any of them, to be fair. Um, but I sort, of just run, I sort of just run with so it. So when you get the ball, should we go, Mr. McLean? <laughs> yeah, just first by the first name will be, will be fine. But I get called Toeball. Toe ball, okay. Yeah. Um, people think that I'm going bald, so it sort of that's rough. Yeah. It's like the next it's, offensive stage. Of yeah. Fairness. Yeah. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being bald. Okay. <laughs> Is that why you're wearing a hat? 
<laughs> yeah, no hat today for me, so I'm sort of just embracing it. I get called Terry as well. Okay. Um, Billy Billy Gowers started that. Why? Um, why? It started off. He's like, oh, you just look like a Terry. I reckon, so I'm going to start calling you Terry, and then it's sort That's of a good name around. It's sort of just called on Terry, Terence, like that's my middle name, by the way. If you've met Billy, it'll make a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. and he's come up with yeah. a name that no one else understands. And then, um, yeah, well, I bet like, you Bevo liked it though. Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, they call you Terry because of Terry tight ass, like. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So then that sort of it's really stuck. Yes. That has merit. Yeah, yeah, he but is. That's not how it started, though. It but just I mean, it's like just meant Terry. to be then at that stage. Uh, yeah, also, is I'm Terry tight ass a phrase? I've never heard it before. Yeah. It's alliteration. It works. <laughs> <laughs> Standards are low in the yeah. footy nickname world. I will also point out uh, we have a link, Toby. Um, I heard about you before you came to Witten Oval. Your cousin, Haley, is uh, one of my wife's best friends. They met over in Europe, and, uh, and, I, and she's now one of my best friends. And uh, she, I remember her telling us uh, around, oh, it would have been about 2013, 14, just, uh, oh, my cousin's pretty good at footy. And we go, oh, yeah, sure, yep, whatever. And, you know, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, he got drafted. By the Bulldogs. What? What is this? And then, yeah, so she, she so I know a, a lot of your uh, backstory and stuff. And she also mentioned you're a massive tight ass. Uh, hence, we're in uh, the, the McLean mansion right mm. now in the, uh, in the. No addresses. No. <laughs> are you sure? Are we not doing that, Tom? Are you, it's, oh, it's no weird. suburbs, even. No suburbs. Okay, we're in, uh, well, yeah, we're in Area 51. <laughs> We're in Melbourne. But still, we're in the fancy area of Area 51, True. which is all good. No, your, your privacy's safe and everything. But um, let's let's go with your story. You are originally from – can we say where he's originally from? He's not in this area anymore. Yes. He's around uh, the Berwick area, is that right? Uh, yeah, I grew up in Endeavour Hills and then moved to Narry Warren um, when I was about 17. And then, yeah, up until I got drafted, I was uh, a Narry boy. Oh, I thought you, when you said that you knew him before you got to the dogs, you were going to reference that ridiculous screamer he took in under-18s, which has sort of become part of his history. It is. That was listener mail. There was a few questions about that. Uh, so, yeah, you, you, well, that's, that's the first place a lot of people would have uh, seen you on, on television. Almost football legends on the old footy show. You taking a screamer for Oakley Chargers. Is that right? Yes, correct. Against yeah. who? Uh, against the Northern Knights. How many metres out from the goal line? At one. <laughs> I, it was quite funny because um, Hayden Crozier obviously came later. He was at the Eastern Rangers and he had a very similar experience in one of his last years that kind of catapulted his draft stocks too where he took an absolute ridiculous screamer that I think went on almost footy lenses as well. So he's in good company at the Dogs now. But did it win? Uh, did my mark did, win? Did Hayden's win? Because I uh, know yours won. Uh, mine won for the week, but it didn't win for the year. Oh, so Yeah, so for that week, I think I got a $100 uh, oh, I think, no, it was $500 or something like that. And the club um, obviously gets the money and they offered me $100. <laughs> from that Hang on, this money. is a TAC Cup yeah. club that gets yeah. funding through the AFL. How many people were involved in the making of that mark? <laughs> Two. The guy who was under you and you. And the kicker Just as well. Jordy Degoe was the one that kicked oh, it to me. Oh, did he kick it to yeah, you? Oh, that's a fun issue. fact. Yeah. Go, who did no. you take it on? Did, did they play AFL? Uh, no. Because that would be good. Yeah. Uh, no, they didn't. If we, can, we can make someone up. Toby Green. <laughs> Toby's he's a lot, like five he's a lot older than me. <laughs> Six years old. Yeah, he, he looks young. Closer. He's, he's always on your mind, Toby Green. He yeah, is. He lives right. <laughs> he lives rent. 11 times in two sessions. <laughs> he lives rent-free in my head. So, uh, But didn't you also win something to do with Slurpees? Uh, yeah, so Travis Cloak, who was also a former teammate of mine, um, they, a, an AFL player comes to a TAC Cup club and they do this slurpy challenge where um, you have five shots a goal each and whoever kicks close to five um, gets 365 free slurpees. Wow. And yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I got the win and I think I used maybe 150 free slurpees. <laughs> I think. Yeah. That's pretty good. I had, yeah, I had a I'm gonna be, I will be honest, left. this is a very hard moment for me because when I was in under-18s, it was the steel sharpshooter challenge, yeah. which was with Peter Dacos. Oh, wow. And I also won. And I can you? tell you I didn't win any slurpees. <laughs> what did you get? I don't know if I got anything. 
<laughs> you got a certificate. Or maybe I got like a, a leaf blower for my dad or something. That, I mean, it was just, so, I, I was 17. I didn't want any garden tools. What garden did I have, you know? Well, it's pretty harsh to put give Slurpees to a young budding footballer who suddenly got to watch his diet yeah. and everything. I don't think Toby's ever had an issue with that so no, much. No, I struggled to put on weight, so oh, yeah, right. well, it wasn't an issue for me. But um, yeah, I became very popular, so I could get four free Slurpees in one day. So... <laughs> Free of me mates just <laughs> come round and I'll, I'll shout you a Slurpee. So. Oh, well, Still only nice. used 150, so you're a popular man. Yeah. <laughs> I was really struggling to find enough friends to fill the quota. And one of, one of the best stories of your young footy career is you were told by Dandenong Stingrays, your local under-18s club, that uh, they told your mum that you're too small. Is that right? Uh, no, they told me directly. So I had. Oh, okay. How's <laughs> <laughs> that conversation go? Um, so it was right after I think a three k time trial, um, and if, after that, a few boys told got told that they weren't going to be on the uh, the list of sixty five or whatever yeah. it is. Um, and I thought I ran a pretty good time uh, for a three k. I think it was in the ten minute zone or whatever it was. Um, and then yeah, got told too small, uh, not fit enough for the position that. Uh, they wanted to play me in, and then they've already got small forwards and stuff on the list, so they didn't. They, they yeah, they didn't give me a bar. That must be so devastating. Uh, yeah, it was. It wasn't like I put all my time into the Stingrays. Though I was there for two weeks. Um, oh, okay. Just it was on the early cuts. Yeah, right? yeah. It, one of the early cuts. It wasn't. Yeah. So I spent the next year at um, Nary Warren Football Club uh, in the 18s as a 17 year old, and had a good year, and then. Um, yeah, got given a chance at Oakley Chargers. It's pretty symptomatic of that period of time too where height was a really obsessive part of the TAC Cup environment where it was like, if you're not tall enough, you're not good enough. And then, you know, players like Toby and obviously Caleb coming in later completely proved the rule that it's not about how tall you are, it's about how good you can play in the footy field. And, and that's changed, I think, dramatically over the last five or six years. Yeah. And, so, and how did you get to Oakley? Did they come and watch you at Nary Warren? Uh, no, so my um, junior football coach uh, had a friend, Greg Doyle, who um, used to be um, the Oakley Chargers coach, and then he let the talent talent manager at Oakley Chargers know um, that you should give this boy a chance, and and yeah, and so they did, and yeah, the rest is history. See, I always picture it in showbiz style. There's just some guy with a big fat cigar going, "I got one, got a guy for you. Here you go. You got to check out this Yip McLean. He's really good." See, it, it, it's not actually that far removed from that because I think often the, the the conversation that Toby was in is really sort of the people who are, get a bit caught up in the whole tall, athletic, you know development players and then it's often some local coach or a guy who's helping out the TIC Cup clubs who just looks at him and goes he's a footballer like yeah. he's a good footballer and so the conversation often when they get sort of traded areas or signed over to the other region is no we've got a really good guy he's not getting a shot here give him a go and um, and more often than not it's maybe not a guy with a cigar in his mouth but it's just a local <laughs> scout who's watched footy for a long time who hasn't been sort of so caught up in the system yet yeah that makes sense and do, how was your first uh, game at Oakley uh, yeah, it was good. Well, first training session, um, I'll mention that I wore my Danny Stingrays top. <laughs> oh no! Because yeah. I was like, I sacrosanct. Yeah, I didn't have much training gear at the time. I was like, oh, this is this is a good top. I'll wear that. And then it wasn't long into the session where uh, the coach at the time, Justin Wenke, he said, "You got to take that off. We're going to swap shirts." And he gave me his singlet to wear. And That's then he awesome. wore my Danny Stingrays one for the rest of the session. He so. didn't want you to be ostracized for the remainder of the year. Yeah, wasn't yeah. there a, a, a player drafted to the Bulldogs who, on his first day, still had his Tigers membership sticker on yeah, the oh Luke boy. Gertz. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and uh, he wore Tigers shorts too. I think <laughs> at some stage he had like a little athletic. Um, Richmond yeah. shorts that he'd gotten what? somewhere. He, he played one game for the Dogs in um, a NAB Cup game, yeah. um, pushed someone over the fence, got fined two grand, and yeah, you never saw and him again. And started a fight that I had to finish because he ran off the ground. <laughs> after he, yeah. Yeah. he got the red or the yellow or whatever. The down a craggy burn? Yeah, it? it was yeah. at Highgate. Yeah. And so he's pushed, I can't remember, who, I can't remember exactly who it was. And, from um, Melbourne. Yeah, Garland maybe, the fullback yeah. at the time. And so he's pushed him over the fence and Garland can't work out who's done it because <laughs> Luke's running off the ground. And so all of a sudden, I'm fighting three of them. You know, Lyndon Dunn's down there. I think it's just the same period of time where Melbourne had just picked up our game plan from the year before. Uh-oh. Who, Craig. Yeah, who's now, at, might I add, at St. Kevin's. And who, who's Craig? Who's Craig Luke? Jennings. Craig And who is that for us muggles? He used to be the opposition analysis guy when we first got to the Bulldogs together. And then um, he 
got phased out and ended up at Melbourne the year later and we turned up against Melbourne in the practice match and they were playing the same game as us <laughs> with the same names and everything. Well, that explains why Melbourne thumped us yeah. in 2017. They just knew exactly what we were doing. Yeah, so that would that would have been, what, 2016? That he went out. So, uh, yeah. when we Because we, we belted them a bunch of times. Yeah. And then... Everyone did against Melbourne. And then 2017, they, yeah, they beat us at Etihad by like 10 goals. Yeah. Oh, man. So when you... Well, just going back to, you know, someone wearing Tigers shorts and clothes, surely when you're drafted, you know, to a team, they give you a little, you know, a, a show bag with all of your gear. Or do you have to, like, go into the Bulldog shop and have a fitting or... Yeah, I mean, they, you get your own stuff, but you yeah. get only a tiny bit at the start and then you get a lot more later. Yeah, I think it was more, um, that was his free, like his casual wear um, rather than his footy clothes. So he didn't train in the Tigers gear. Oh, okay. He came to the club um, <laughs> in his Tigers gear with, yeah, as casual wear and got changed into his dog's gear. See, that can either be very charming or, or you know, just shit-staring. Like, yeah. I mean, I actually have a question for Toby about this, but I think generally when you get into the club, it's about flying under the radar as much as possible. Oh, is it? And um, you want to sort of be noticed once training and games start rather than in any other circumstance, which is not what Toby did, by the way. (laughs) I want to know if you remember this because this is a really vivid memory for me. So one of the first sessions, we both got there at the same time. I'd obviously been in the league for a year and I'd worked out what sort of not to do, which was don't make a, don't make a big deal of things, don't get a lot of attention to yourself, just sort of go along and, and wait till, um, till something happens and then eventually you'll get some sort of currency in the group. But Toby's come out and I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, it was the first ever session that you'd done with the boys and we were doing walk, walking handball games across Whit Noble. Walking handball games. So just more of a touch and feel like, you know, skill-based drill rather than a competitive um, okay. tackling sort of thing. So oh. it, this is sort of like would have like been... Oz kick level stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sort of, it's, it's more for fun and, and for, for skill and touch and stuff. But Toby has found himself on the opposition team to me, Matthew Boyd and Bob Murphy. And Toby has somehow found himself leaking out the back of the, the game, getting a handball over the top and finding himself in a bit of space. And he suddenly started strutting down the field, showing the ball to like... Maddie Boyd, who's like behind him. And I swear, I have never seen someone offend two of the greats of our club so quickly when he walked in. Both Bob standing next to me, just livid. And Maddie Boyd's trying to bloody tackle him high the next session. So my question for you is, do you remember that? And, the, the, and did you learn from it? Um, I did learn from it. But the only, way, the only reason I remember it is because you bring it up so often. Oh. <laughs> That's, and now it's just like, oh, yeah, it must have happened because you talk about oh, it that it much. it happened. I've never seen anything because I was so shocked. And then the next, you know, talk about it, it was a low-level game, very low-level. But then all of a sudden, Matty Boyd's trying to tackle him and he's catching him high and he's just so angry at him for showbutting his first ever session that they really got off on the wrong foot, I think. It must be the comedian in me, but I respect a bit of showboating straight away. That's, that's what to, you want. Yeah, exactly. But to be fair, in your first year, you're just really happy to be there. And <laughs> yeah. I know you can get carried away with things. Um, and it's a bit like we've got a first year at the moment, Dominic Bedendo, and he's doing anything but fly under the radar. Oh, is um, it? Good. Yeah. Excellent. What's he doing? Uh, He's going to be my new favourite. <laughs> what can you tell us? What, yeah, all right, I'll ta- so I'll tell you one thing. Um, so we play cricket in the change rooms. Mm-hmm. That's just a thing that happens when you yep. have spare time. Play, hang on, playing cricket in the change rooms. Uh, so what, with socks or? Uh, with a tennis ball and a, okay. a cricket bat. There's enough we, room for that? Yeah, yeah. yeah Since you won the premiership, of course. They uh, sort of, yeah. yeah. It can um, be quite dangerous depending who's batting. And he's someone that... Um, Hasn't been exposed to a lot of cricket. Like, I don't think he's played cricket. <laughs> wow, that is very, very diplomatic. Um, you can tell, he, by the way, he sort of had his, um, yeah, his bowling technique and all that sort of thing. And then it was his turn to bat. Um, and then you got me and Taylor Dray sitting at uh, our locker and the batsman's down the other end. Uh, I think it was maybe three balls in. He's had a big swing and he's let go of the bat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's come And it's come flying all the way over to us, which is... It's a good it's 10 fo- metres Yeah it's a good 10 metres <laughs> T- It's gone underneath the TVs That are in the middle of the room And Doc is Taylor J isn't um, watching And it wasn't until I've screamed And Taylor's just on, seen the bat fly at him And he's put his hand out like that And it's hurt his oh, thumb or pinky or whatever Oh no and It's just like 
Oh, that's just yeah. That's just one of the things that he's done. But he's, as I said, he's definitely not flying under the radar. Yeah, it's not an impression you want to make. On and Doc's a senior player now. Let's not be. He, he'd be thirty, wouldn't he? He's just uh, yeah, around there. You yeah. don't want to hurt a thirty-year-old, <laughs> really. So is there like a whole military-style pecking order of, of it, age? And it's no. not like that anymore. No. It's not. It used to be, but everyone sort of just gets along with everyone these days. It's it's well, a lot better. Yeah. Well, we 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 got rid of Bobby and Maddie. So they were the and Dale, but not that Dale was part of this. Dale loved Toby, but you know, sort of the the older cohort they phased out, and then there was this enormous gap down to like Woody, and then another massive jump down to the the Mitch and and, uh, and Tom Libertores of the world. So so and and we're talking just big age, age difference gaps, there. You're yeah. talking like a decade in between yeah. uh, there. So. Well, I think Easton was the only guy in like eight draft classes or seven draft classes for a while there because he's thirty. Three or something, oh, thirty-two. Yeah, maybe he's not that old. You'll <laughs> <laughs> love that when, yeah, when he hears yeah, it. Yeah, um, but then you know, Mitch is Mitch was only at the time. I think he was twenty-five or twenty-six, and they were sort of the senior group, pretty much. Wow. So this is uh, all right. And and is there any? Surely you go into these uh, team meetings and stuff. See, I'd be trying to just land a punchline in the in the group chats. Oh yeah, don't do that. No, really. No, no, not what, early days. But what if what if you land it and you get a you get a laugh? Well, uh, I mean, you can probably speak to this more because you spent another full year with him. But Cal Porter is probably one of the few guys I saw really nail this. Yeah, I which like he got the humor bit right, but not many people do. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he loved the joke, Cal Porter, and he always delivered it really well. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't a joke that he didn't tell that didn't get a laugh. See, that is, and doesn't that you know get you uh, some some traction within the group, even if you haven't you know blown them away on the training field? Uh, I suppose I'm thinking about this in comedy terms. So if you, <laughs> if you land a joke backstage, you're well, everyone awesome. everyone loved Cal. Yeah, yeah, but Cal was the only. Good comedian I've ever seen come through the place pretty yeah. much. So and since now that he's he's no he's no longer with us, um he's still alive. He's still alive. Um Bevo's sort of forcing it on everyone to tell a joke. Oh no. So he's got his joke book out. Oh and of course I was the first one that he brought up to tell a joke. And what well, Andy Barnett's not there yeah. either. So yeah, he's who's no the strength and conditioning coach? Okay. Used to be there. and the, the weights coach, and he's um he's not with us anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> so once you leave the Bulldogs, you're dead. Uh, I th- I'm I'm sure that Andy's fine in Point Cook. Yes. But um, welcome to the Afterlife podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, uh, what joke did you? Uh, what, what's what have you got? Uh, you know, just in the in the barrel. Yeah. So it's a. It's a bit daunting because you open up his – it's his joke book that he gives you that oh. you've got to read from. Oh, that's So you're grim. sort of reading – you're up there standing up, standing up there sort of reading, trying to find a good one, which is quite hard to do. Yeah. And then you sort of just like, oh, it's been too much silence. I've just got to read one that I can see now. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the what's it been? It's been two or three jokes. And, yeah, not one laugh really. So Yeah, that's rough. It's sort uh, of just, you sort of just want to tell your joke and get out of there. It's quite an offensive room, that – Theatre at too. I mean, it's not like a, a comedy club where everyone's flat. I mean, it's a proper auditorium where they're all sort of packed in, staring at you. Yeah, and they and they the stairs go up, so yeah. they're looking down at you. Your oh, low yeah. status there, and very uh, very confined uh, at the moment due to COVID. We're not doing our meetings in there. Oh, okay. We're out on the green floor. That's even so, worse. It's yeah. way too big. It's, it's, it's very big. natural like noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Do it out on the ground so the the laughs just disappear into the ether. Yeah. In that massive warehouse, because they're, some of those days. they're doing that comedy outside is is very difficult to do. Uh, I got to, um, at the Malt House Theatre near in Southbank. Uh, Lena and Woodley were doing a, a show recently, and uh, you know they're, they're hilarious. They're comedy legends, but uh, they just couldn't hear the laughs that they're used to getting. And apparently, Lena was freaking out and kept berating the crowd in that <laughs> in that classic Lena way. So don't feel bad if you're not getting laughs on the green. I'm sure you killed on the green floor. I'm not sure. Yeah, it wasn't a great. Joke. No, I hope I, I get caught yeah, up again. Yeah, I, I like. I mean, if you get given the task of coming up with some comedy, I understand that. But here's a book of jokes, jokes that you need yeah. to read to the group. That's a pretty daunting prospect <laughs> to me. And then you get to nominate the next person, which is oh, even which oh. is great. Oh, that's good because yeah. then you get to watch someone else fail miserably. I suppose, yeah. and that's what it's about. <laughs> and who'd you nominate? Uh, so I had someone in mind, but then Westy from the crowd. <laughs> this is Riley West. Riley West had a go at me. Heckled. heckled, heckled me. 
Hang on, he's just, just a young just buck. Just before I was about to announce who I was going to pick. From the pecking order that I've just learnt about, that's apparently a no-no. <laughs> he's in his second year, isn't he? Oh, is that third all right? Third, I think. Is he third? Oh, and he yeah. spent a bit of time around the club beforehand too, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Um, his dad's so he's heckled me. I won't, say, I won't say what he said. Um, <laughs> but I was is like, Wesley, you've pretty much just picked yourself there, mate. After you come. <laughs> <laughs> and his joke was horrible. So it was good. It was a win for me. <laughs> Speaking of the pecking order, it is interesting always when you look back at the players who played in the club and, and see them growing up. And, and you obviously, you were quite a, a quiet young kid when you first got there, even though you had that little mishap at the beginning. But <laughs> you certainly weren't the sort of life of the party. It took you a few years to really get comfortable. Um, and then you became the meme creator for the group, something that you really revel in, which is where he creates, you know, memes of jokes of players within the place and nice. sells a few people out. So he's got Photoshop skills on his phone? or Not you good got ones, but just that real classic, terrible humour, like sort of just putting like people's heads putting, on. Yeah, putting heads on other things, yeah. putting players' heads on other things is my main gag. Shane Biggs' Instagram was full of that. Yeah, very similar. Okay, yeah, It's not something I'd post publicly, though. Yeah. <laughs> very di- yeah. yeah, Shane and I are very different in that. So if we, if we set up a uh, like a Patreon for, for listeners of, yep. uh, of Danny Boyd, uh, if they pay enough money, we'll show them some in a sanctum memes. Oh yeah And it'll be just Top Top tier Patreon <laughs> Thousands of dollars a month Alright <laughs> um, And then the other thing That you became Is the hairdresser Of the group Yeah This came up a lot In listener mail Yes What? What is what, what, t- I don't know anything About this Nothing Okay um, Yeah so I obviously went to the hub Last year um, And I brought my own Clippers Just assuming that uh, Do you cut your own hair Normally uh, Sometimes Like if I'm just Doing the sides Or anything yep. like that um, then yes, but if I want a full proper haircut, then I'd go to a hairdresser. Um, so I brought my clippers knowing that would be there for 35 days, what they told us. So I'll, yeah. I'd need my clippers to cut my hair. Um, and then obviously it turned into whatever it was, 80 to 100 days that we were there yeah. for, which is great. Um, and I was like, boys, if you want me to cut your hair, I'm happy to do it. Like, because <laughs> it, it's quarantine, you can't leave the place for two weeks um, for the first two weeks that we were there. So I was like, yeah. Come in and I'll cut your hair. I'll, I'll come to you. Um, and then it's <laughs> just fill in the time. Yeah, fill in the time. Um, so it just started with that. And then a few Instagram stories later, I get a um, big delivery at uh, reception, um, this massive box full of um, wall equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, yeah, the hairdressing equipment. Okay. Um, um, Top tier stuff. Yeah. I'm a bald man. This is, I know nothing about any yeah, of this. Even, the, even <laughs> the beard as well. You, you That's could true. Use those, yeah, those sort of products. And then, uh, yeah, I just got all this. Um, shavers, scissors, combs, even like an apron and all that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, that's when I was, I was like, boys. All the gear, no idea. Yeah. <laughs> all this. Yeah. I did a bit of YouTube. After that, I did a bit of YouTubing just to see what I should actually be doing. Um, and then, yeah, so I just kicked off from there. What was the uh, the best haircut you gave? Who was it to? Um, I cut Bailey Williams' hair once and it was just – I was really happy with it, and it was just like a just a normal fade. Like he was happy with it too. He said, "Oh, that's what he said." A lot of everyone that I cut their hair, they said they were happy with it. Not not sure if they were. Were you offended when uh, the Bont was growing his hair out? As was Bailey Smith, Aaron Norton. Was this all in reaction to uh, <laughs> protest? No, I was. I'm totally fine with that. I was just like, whoever wants to come to me can. I wasn't fussed. Who was the worst? Who was the worst haircut? Yeah, what your stuff up? Um. <sighs> I didn't really stuff up that many. I'm just going to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't really major stuff up. So it was just um, maybe maybe Josh Jackie early. I didn't have the knowledge. <laughs> skill, <laughs> yes. Knowledge or skill of how to fade a uh, haircut. See, so isn't this good? You're being uh, honest and uh, owning mistakes and, and also a bit of uh, confidence there. I was fully expecting you to go to the full footy of just, oh, you just take it one head at a time. <laughs> Obviously, credit to the boys. Got to get my head structures right and... <laughs> Well, in all seriousness, though, um, as much as we joke about the haircuts, I mean, it did seem like that you were sort of leading the charge in a way of trying to keep the morale up in the place, in the hub. Is that something you thought about or is it just – I mean, you naturally have always been quite good at it. I always enjoyed our, our conversations together. Uh, yeah, not really. It's just sort of just something to do, as you said before, because um, there is a lot of uh, spare time that you have to sort of kill, so um – yeah, that was, pre- that was pretty much it. So what, what was uh, – give, give me an, an example of what was the day-to-day hub life like? You were on Gold Coast? 
yeah, on the Gold Coast. Um, and we'd usually share a hotel with another team as well. So the Carlton's or the Estens, you find yourself running into those sort of plays in the lift. And, and do you get? And are you in your own room? Are you sharing a room? Uh, no, we got our own room. Some boys got better rooms than others. Yeah. Um, the the spa suite. Oh, yes. Who was that? Bont? Uh, yeah, Bont. And then obviously families, families the boys with kids yeah, and yeah. Um, wives and that sort Did of thing. Did your partner come up? Uh, no, she didn't. Oh, uh, so she, yeah, she worked. Um, she had to work. So, Ugh. yeah, there was, uh, I think there was maybe six or seven that um, didn't come up, but the rest, yeah, the rest did. Um, but yeah, it just depended on if we had a full day, half day, day off, whatever. Um, Is it fair to say that a lot of the extracurricular stuff that would normally be in the program was taken out essentially and that's where the spare time came from? Uh, yeah, yes and no. Um, yeah, the, well, you just find yourself having like more days off and that yeah. sort of thing because it's all footy, footy, footy. Yeah, um, so there's, short turnarounds. Yeah, so. yeah, short turnarounds as well. So they were good in that aspect. Um, but yeah, train, train in the morning and then go back to the hotel, have lunch and then go back to the, uh, the Gold Coast uh, gym. Yeah. So do you know the, the shed that they <laughs> yes. um, did their gym in? So a couple of horrible experiences so up there, there was, with the Giants. <laughs> yeah, so there's either a gym at the hotel, which is really nice, which is what you wanted because you didn't have to leave the hotel. You could yeah. go to that gym or the shed. So is the shed like the actual where the sun's train? Uh, it's where they used to – that's where yeah. the old gym was. I think right. they've upgraded since is then. Is the one that's outside the stadium, the old portables that yeah. get out there? Yeah. yeah, and it's just stinking hot in there like and like rusty equipment and that sort of thing. Are you um, sure that's where the, the sun's trained or where the bear's trained? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm painting a bad picture here, but like it was good enough. Um, yeah, so it was just dependent on – what team booked the hotel gym out first? Uh, who got in first you to book it for that week? You couldn't all because it's weight session. It's not going to be giving away tactics or anything. If you you are there with Carlton, it's not like Cripps is there going McLean to work in the mm. triceps. Yeah, but what if someone's injured or I mean, and clubs don't like to be close to each other. And then there's you know? the COVID factor as well. Yeah, the amount of, so the amount of people could, in the gym. You talk, you mentioned before if you were sharing a, a hotel with Essendon, could you talk to them at all, or was it all? Yeah, 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 all right. Yeah. Could you hang out? Yeah, yeah, you could definitely hang out. Yeah, was that one of the so. worst bits? Or yeah, yeah. Like just run, I mean, like I mean that seriously. If I was running into AFL footballers all day every day, I would have just hated it because it's quite awkward conversation. Because you're like, oh, do they know me? Because I I know this person, but I don't know yeah. if they know my name. Um, do I have to say hi to them? And like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What are they going to give back to me here? Oh, so. oh, it just feels horrible. What, just what about, the, about it? where were the umpires? Because they know. They, I'm always impressed. The umpires know every player. Yeah. It's always there. You, Toby, Toby, give it back. <laughs> yeah, they were there as well. Same hotel. Um, they had so, and everyone had their um, own different leisure areas as well. So the umpires had um, just quite a small area that they sort of hung out in and played their table tennis and yeah, that sort of thing. So, mm. do, do umpires argue with each other? Like considering all their whole lives is arguing and and uh, having every decision questioned. I didn't hang out with the umpires. <laughs> I, I imagine they're competitive. I would imagine. Yeah, they'd have to be right. And they're fans. Like they seem like they're massive fans of the game too. So they're probably just giving each other stick just about the, the, the shoddy decisions they made on the weekend. Oh, if they're big fans, why don't they learn the rules? Am I right, dogs fans? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's the, the the real non-casual supporter over there. <laughs> <laughs> we covered that last week, thankfully. Going to mention Toby Green again, or uh, yeah, he's popping into my head. Yeah. <laughs> Did you did you run into him at all? Didn't uh, share it. No, never. Had, yeah, they didn't. They didn't come up to the the, the giants conference. and the dogs. Didn't share a a, a, spa, a hotel. Is that just the AFL wanting to build up the rivalry more? Well, they yeah, should have put them together. So. They should. I would have built it in up. the same room. Yeah, <laughs> just take split shares, and then like yeah, only only give half of them soap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So that was hub. And what could you? I mean, what was the food? What was the catering like? Could you make your own food? Could you have a beer if there was a long enough turnaround? Uh, Food-wise, um, was pretty good. Uh, our dietitian Sam um, organised all that sort of thing, and yeah, she did a really good job of it. So, so it was like light and easy. Just I, appearing. I, heard the yeah. di- I heard the the food changed midway through when there was a bit of a scale back on the the AFL funding. From another club. Oh, really? Uh, that yeah, possibly. Uh, I, I, I don't know. You, I can't you, you have a pretty simple taste. Yeah, of I'm food. just happy with if there's food put in front of me. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. if there's enough, like I'm happy. Um, but the only thing was that you couldn't. Uh, what do you call it? Pick the food yourself. You had someone there, the dishing the food. So you either got a heap of like potato, <laughs> like a little bit of chicken, um, or anything. Yeah, stuff like that. So oh. that was the frustrating bit where you didn't get the serving. 
portions that you wanted. Yeah, right. Um, otherwise, you find yourself going back Wh- up which and getting more Which for some players might add is actually really important. Like, yeah. you, I mean, I'm you're sure you're very conscious of it, trying to build size and, and keep sort of the weight on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't think Boydie would have got too many potatoes. <laughs> oh, I need less potatoes <laughs> rather than more, that's for sure. Yeah. Because you eat uh, – the one thing I do know about you is you your pre-match meal is scrambled eggs on bread, <laughs> not on toast, which is messed up. That's going yeah. to create a soggy, porridgey mess. What is wrong with you? What did you eat before a game, Boydie? I had toast on with scrambled eggs mainly. See, yeah. see, see you need some crunch there to – just I'm not a big fan of crunch. Oh. Even with my cereal, I'm soaking my cereal. Yeah, so I'm getting soggy cereal. We know, we know something's wrong when that, when that <laughs> yeah, comes up in the conversation. Yeah. We're not all perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we want to talk about the game? It's just cool. Oh, yeah, that's right. That happened. Yeah. It was a, um, a uh, pretty uh, thrilling outfit. We, we looked like we were going to overwhelm them and, and win by a bunch. But we, we need some insight from a player who actually has got a bit more insight into the game than we do. What do you think? Who stood out to you? Um, did you enjoy it? Uh, I did. I enjoyed the second half a lot more than the first just because I was up on level four for the first half and I couldn't really see much. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, moving down to level two, the second half, I enjoyed a lot more. What, why um, were you up there? What was the... Uh, so, uh, my partner Laura's ticket was up on level four oh, and I was okay, sitting yeah. with her and then um, we're like, oh, we can't really see much, so let's head down. Let's so try and we'll leave you, I'll leave you up here to watch. Or she come <laughs> yeah, down no, with she you. came down okay, with, good, yeah, she came down with me. I wouldn't do that to her. Um, but yeah, it just felt like uh, we should have won by a lot more. Um, mm. They kicked a lot of goals from the boundary line out of their, out of their asses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like just goals that shouldn't go in. Um, but yeah, really impressed by a few of the young kids as, as well, like Anthony Scott playing his first yeah, game. Yeah, he's brilliant. Um, yeah, it just fits in seamless, seamlessly. I so. really liked McNeil. I think he did yeah. some uh, some things. I was sitting right on the the boundary, and he just every time he w- did something impressive, was right near me. And you know, after a few mid strengths, you just suddenly go, "Oh, mate, you, you, he's got a future." Oh, I love him. And Latham, uh, Latham was good again. Yeah, Latham. Um, yeah, very good. Two goals, and his speed just stands out. Oh. Like compared to the rest, just a bulldog in there. It's yeah. great. Um, it's great. No pun intended. And everyone was talking about uh, Bailey Smith, uh, you know, best on ground and everything. And uh, Bevo said something about uh, he wants to be elite. Has he? So, how do you become elite? I mean, you're already at AFL level. What is he doing that uh, other people aren't to become elite? Uh, and why aren't you doing it? <laughs> no, that's a great question. That's rough when he's sitting on the yeah. sidelines. That's <laughs> quite rough, but I'll take the feedback. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, he's, Bailey's quite different to a lot of people. He loves going to the gym. So he goes, he just uh, loves to look good. Um, as you can tell, if you go into his Instagram page, uh, he's got a very good rig. Um, and yeah. following. And following. Yes. <laughs> Nearly yeah. 200,000 followers cult, on Instagram. Cult following almost. Whatever. Um, yeah, so in his spare time, like goes to the gym, always working on his body, and he's he's a sort of um, player that puts a lot of pressure on himself as well, which sometimes isn't a good thing. Um, he did mention that in uh, a, a preseason interview that he's almost broken himself with mental health stuff. Yeah, mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's look as someone who's experienced it at the top level of the game, it, it's a fine balance, and and the the difference between someone who's obsessive and very successful and just doesn't quite get the balance right. He's very, very slim. So um, Bailey seems to have the balance right at the moment. Um, but, you know, health long-term is, is obviously the most important thing. So it's um, obviously desirable for everyone. Yeah, and he's sort of someone that would take on sort of any challenge that um, the coach would give him. So he played a lot of um, time in the wing, um, whereas uh, last year he was inside mid, but just having that depth now with um, sort of Adam coming in and, and uh, players stepping up, he's... Uh, yeah, he's been moved to the wing and he just yeah took it in his stride and um, played it. Yeah, a really good game. You say we, Adam is really the elephant in the room. What was the were you were you uh, chatting to him pre match? Was there even mention or was it just sort of just we all know it's there, Adam? You're playing your old side and you had a less than amicable breakup. It seems uh, go out and smash him. Uh, yeah, um, I think he handled it really well. Mm. Um, well, from the outside looking in, I didn't really get to see him before the game, but um, yeah, he he was pretty good as well. He played a lot of um, time on the wing, which is different to his Collingwood days, where he's a lot of inside, um, inside mid time. So 
Um, I just wanted him to kick a goal so badly. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. Just when he was running and bouncing the ball. and know, um, hit, first touch was almost yeah, good hit, enough, right? Yeah, hit naughty up. It just would have been nice if he kicked over his head and went straight through the middle. Yeah. <laughs> do you, when you when you go from one club to the other, Boydie, do you, is there like special meetings with the coach where they go, all right, what's what's their game plan? What are they going to do? What's this? I mean, they, they would already know, but surely you'd, you'd use the insider's knowledge. I think with Adam there would have been. I mean, like my transition was when Bevo wasn't at the club and then, you know, we had to have conversations when he arrived because it was, you know, he was walking into a circumstance that already existed. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing to think about with me at least is that the Giants were sort of conceiving their game plan as it, as <laughs> yeah. it went. You know, my first season of the Giants, we literally, you know, and we every team does this week to week where you change the game plan game plan slightly to sort of tolerate um, the the challenge ahead of you with whatever the team throws at you. But at the Giants, it was significant swings in, we're kicking short this week, we're kicking long this week, we're playing six up at the stoppage, we're playing five. We just changed every week just trying to compensate for the fact that we were undergunned with young players. So I didn't have as much insight per se, except for maybe individual traits along the way and potentially some, some opportunities for us. So that, that that would have been a conversation that it would, would have definitely happened. happened with Adam at some stage, I'd imagine. And and I'm, look, I, I don't know Adam that well anymore, but I played with him at the Giants, and I'd imagine he's uh, as a student of the game and a very professional player at that. He would have um, had some insights. I would have suggested that he would put forward. Yeah, it is. It was, it was just so good. Like when he got the ball. Norton, yeah, it looked very natural. Yeah, um, good fit. Yeah. Although, did, did you guys see um, uh, Joffa put on his Instagram last night? He's wearing a Bulldogs top with the number one on it. Oh, was he? <laughs> ah, no, no, thanks. <laughs> I suppose the only thing that stood out to me on the game was the, um, the similar sort of reminiscent traits we've had going back a few years, which is the inability to translate that sort of midfield dominance into high-scoring victories. I mean, uh, you know, to, to hark back to our most successful days in 2016, realistically what changed over round 23 to the first round of the final uh, against West Coast was that we got that bit right. And, you know, historically it's something we sort of ebb and flow with. Is that something that obviously is a focus of the club at the moment to try and obviously translate as well as as much as you're happy that you dominated through the midfield of the ground, like trying to capitalise obviously and, and get some easier wins throughout the year? Yeah, definitely. Um, Ash Hansen, who's the uh, forwards coach pretty much, um, yeah, he's really driving that at training. Not that I get to see a lot of that, but um, just from the outside looking in, um, you got blokes like Mitch Wallace, Josh Bruce, who are sort of, uh, and Aaron Norton, who are the leaders in there. Yep. Um, they're really driving those sort of standards, and you know, take care of um, your sort of your goal kicking at training, and make sure you take that out uh, into games and that sort of thing. Really make sure you have got a routine with um, your set shots and know what sort of kick you're going to do, and um, depending on what side of the ground you're on um, when you're doing snaps and bananas and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, there's definitely a lot of it's effort part of the preparation. Yeah. What, so what, yeah. What was what is a routine? Like we always hear these terms, routines. Does a routine like mean you count to five as you're lining up, or you like is it a mental thing? Is it a physical thing? I know you know Maddie Lloyd used to throw the grass up in the air. Is it little things like that? Yeah, that's all part of it. I know um, my routine. I count as how many steps I'm going to take before I start jogging and then um, kick it, and then it's all about feel as well um momentum all that sort of thing mm. so when you kicked uh, uh that i'm trying to think of a great set shot that you kicked that one against hawthorne in the semi 2016 where you you were like 80 meters out and uh you know the game on was in the left. balance <laughs> on his on his uphill uh it was so how many how many steps did, like do you so you, you got the ball you haven't begun anything yet first routine is all right i'll do six steps then a jog then a drop punt yeah, that's you pretty much got it spot on there. Okay. Yeah. What was yours, Boydie? Oh, um, look, I, I wasn't the greatest set shot I got. Decisively good at certain kicks. Um, and, and it wasn't something that I was particularly comfortable with. I was a bit of an overthinker, I think, chronically. But, um, <laughs> and that was all parts of the game and off, and life. off the field. <laughs> Hence where we are with today. Um <laughs> But um, yeah, mine was similar. It was it was designated around um, around momentum, um, good level of distance from the man on the mark is always a massive thing that players can get wrong. Um, you get too close; it's very difficult. It's Although these days, okay, with but the, it, yeah, the new but rule. even there, I mean, only if you're offline because it's still it, it's yeah. just a game of angles, right? Like, I mean, if you've got a guy who's six eleven like Sandy on the mark. <laughs> then you try and kick it over his hands from close, you're going to have to kick the ball yeah. straight up in the air. Easy to go the nutmeg. Yeah, exactly. Almost. <laughs> yeah, like Caleb would probably pull that off, or you or someone short up, <laughs> could go through him rather than over him. 
But um, yeah, I, look, I was really interested by that as well because on Friday night, um, sorry Thursday night, um, I went to watch the game and um, you know Lockie Plowman kicked a long goal, sort of just doing that run around the man on the mark because he can't move. Then I think Oscar McInerney, um, no Oscar McInerney, Oscar McDonald, sorry, I think he accidentally kicked a goal the, <laughs> in the last quarter. I'm, I think I'm not sure he was having a set shot. But then on Friday night when we played, we didn't seem to quite get that run up right. I mean, the Hunters won and then, you know, Mitch sort of had a go at it. But is that something you guys have spoken about? Just the, the restraints on the man of the mark and how different that makes goal kicking and field kicking, obviously? Uh, I can't really comment on that. I, I assume they talk about it on the track, but um, yeah, I'm on the sidelines. We've got to get someone who's still playing. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, that's true. <laughs> not this guy. But Tim I English is so. very accurate. Is he? Is he? Yeah, I, I w- wouldn't have said that. Oh, okay. Well, admittedly, I'm I'm usually you know a few midstream. He missed an easy one on the weekend, didn't he? And then he, and yeah. he kicked. I, an easy I would one. say he's he's working on it. Yeah, he's a beautiful <laughs> kick of the ball for he a guy is. his size. He really is. But yeah. goal kicking is so it's so different. You know, compared to field kicking, there's plenty of good field kicks. Yeah. There's very few super consistent set shots. You have for too goal. much time to think about it. Yeah, I, I agree. There's I agree. too much going upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, do you, if you were still playing, I would say your routine should be uh, wait for Dale Morris to tackle, buddy, <laughs> <laughs> then gather the ball. And don't and then just do a big play kick. on blindly. Play on. For the best. Wait for BT to swear, and then Toby appears on your back. That's right. That's right. Actually, that is a good segue into my one question. We brought this up last week. I'm not sure if you heard it, but. We were really confused about what it was like running in for that final shot on goal in the grand final. And to be honest, I think you just really ruined a piece of history. (laughs) (laughs) Because, could you... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, folks, we'll uh, we'll turn the volume down on the next one. My, My question is, you ran in and the siren went, probably distracted you slightly. But did you realise how big an opportunity you missed to stand there with the final goal of the game after the siren in the granny? I mean, I know you don't care that much because we won, but you would still. Yeah, the, that hasn't been the first time that someone's asked me this oh, just quietly. Really? I, yeah, oh, a bit of a hack. Yeah. Else. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like... But has anyone ever 20, said, you've ruined history before? <laughs> 2017 days, like all that, like just right after the grand final. Why did you miss the kick? Like... You know, you cost me money and like all that sort of thing, oh, and the, lo- uh, the, the the betting line, the betting line, and that oh. sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's a I terrible had, thing to ask someone. Yeah, uh, don't gamble, yeah. mate. Like, yeah. Um, but if I had my chance again, I'd obviously. Would you have gone back? Do you think? Uh, I would have held on to it again. I reckon, and just just taken everything in. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, and then just talked. I think that or something do. like that, like talk it down the other way, yeah. or just uh, like Darren Mullane when in nineteen ninety when the yeah. pies finally went, he throws it up in the air and it, was, so it yeah. looks good. It was quite bad timing yeah. for me because I was just about to kick it, so I couldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it's not your fault, man. I, I kind of think the same thing though. Like I, I do think about. It, I'm not sure if this is the same for you, but there's certain moments in the grand final and and sort of the followings afterwards where I'm like. I didn't really seize the moment at that stage to to enjoy it. And it's kind of a little bit to do with uncomfortability. I mean, some of the boys got up on the fence and sort of celebrate with the cup and things like that, but I, I never felt comfortable doing that. And so I'm sure I wouldn't do it now. But um, it is funny looking back on those little moments and, and sort of thinking, what could I have done differently to, I don't know, make it more enjoyable? Yeah, could we have savoured it a bit more? Mm. Oh, but it's an absolute blur. Thankfully, my wife uh, took footage of the seconds after the siren of, of me and my mates hugging, and I would not remember that. In, yeah. If if I I just I look at the footage and I go yeah cool I remember the emotion but I don't remember those few se- few seconds. But talking of uh, fans who go to you, we discussed this uh, last week. What's your relationship with uh, fans? Do you like them coming up to you and chatting, or do you prefer to be left alone? Or uh, what was the other? When was the first time you were recognised as a footballer? Oh, that's a good question. It probably would have been at Marvel um, with Dog. With all the yeah, dogs fans, yeah, yeah, and yeah, parallel on you. Um, no, I lo- love the fans. Love communicating with the fans. I'm not sort of. You're not Boydie here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because okay. I just know that I'm not going to be a footballer for very long. So like stuff like this isn't going to happen. Like you're not going to get recognised. Not that I do at Coles or anything like that. Anyway, but. Um, but when you're recognised as being a famous hairdresser, this will be. Oh, yeah. That'll be the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll enjoy I'm that. So excited. Yeah. <laughs> What should Toby's to uh, barbershop be called? I can't get don't mess with the Zohan out of my head. <laughs> don't mess with the toe pan. 
That's rough. We're going to say that's in the uh, the maybe part. We're going to have to work on it. Yeah, we'll come up with a with a barbershop thing love for that. you. Top five favorite movies that. Uh, yeah, really, it's one yeah. of the most ridiculous movies. Yeah, I great. knew you'd love it. Yeah, Adam Sandler was all right up your alley. Yeah. Really? So no, where is that? Be- uh, uh, you know, where is Shawshank on the? Uh, oh yeah, Shawshank's probably maybe sixth. I don't know. Wow, wow. <laughs> it doesn't make the top five. After years of just like being heralded as one of the greatest movies of all time, you lose to Don't Mess with the Zone. <laughs> I'm more of a rom-com like rom sort of guy. Really? Rom-coms? Hang on. Is Zohan a rom-com? No, just a com. Just a com. Yeah, rom-com, com. There's a bit com. of rom- romance. Yeah, there is, actually. Isn't yeah. that, um, he falls in love with the hairdresser that he works for. And isn't she uh, off... Um, she's off Entourage, isn't she? Isn't that... Did you watch Entourage? Uh, no. Okay. Well, that's not very helpful. Neither did I. I can't know. even help So that's too, that That's too, what, young for you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I like look Adam Sandler films for me. There is no point watching them sober, so they <laughs> tend to really annoy me. My favorite one is Waterboy, and I think I just watched that in high school after a, you know ingesting a certain amount of things that aren't fit for broadcast and <laughs> laughing my head. And I didn't even enjoy like the preamble. It's just when he started belting blokes that I found yeah, that. I mean, Happy Gilmore's always been a favorite at the Footy Club. Yeah. It's, um it's a pretty good movie to watch and just <laughs> what quote one liners from. What about these terrible ones like Jack and Jill and Little yeah. Nicky and I, look, I'm not the biggest Adam Sandler fan, <laughs> so, but but I must say that he has come up obviously with some some good ones along the journey. Yeah. <laughs> and Toby's got five of them in his top five, so <laughs> I'm actually looking at how many do you reckon you have? Four? Uh Waterboy would be in there. Yeah. Not Happy Gilmore, uh, no. Uh Nah, great movie, but not in the top five. Oh, I've yeah. probably got ten movies in my top five. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> good on your top. No, that's, that's, right. that's yeah. well, you should. I, I respect you for for. I think Waterboy is underrated in yeah, the Adam is. Sandler oeuvre. <laughs> Bobby Boucher, one of my idols. But <laughs> <laughs> um, you could play like him. All right, um, we should also ask the boring questions. How's, yes. your, how's your leg? What's yes. what's going on? Yeah, uh, knees knees really good. Uh, six months into my rehab there. Um, and my shoulder's nearly fixed as well. Yeah, so no, got, the shoulder's no one cares about. Yeah. What, what happened, your knee? What happened to your shoulder? I, I got surgery on my shoulder about 10 weeks after my knee surgery. From um, an incident or was it just, ah, uh, you're out anyway? Yeah, so it came, yeah, it came out in Malula, the Malula Bar camp in January last year. Um, and, yeah, I just played with it and, uh, yeah, came out every now and then and I was always going to get surgery on it, I think. Um, so Is it both uh, on the same side? No, nah, left shoulder, right. Oh man! Yeah. So he's just so I, had to, so I was off crutches on my yeah for my knee so to I so I could get the the shoulder surgery. It's so around one two thousand twenty two. Oh, and could you come back this yeah, year? Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to come back this year. Yes, yeah. mm. that's awesome news. Yeah. It really ruins my line of questioning because I was going to ask him about what it's like. What do you do when you can't see the finish line? You know, because yeah. it's like twelve months is September, as we sort of spoke about before the pod, and. Um, you don't really know how to contribute to the year if you're never going to play, but it's good that you are going to play because that gives you something to sort of work towards. I yeah, suppose. I'm fine. I'm finding ways to contribute. Um, like you know how we had the used to have the dice roll. Yes. So now what? What I've taken what? that up. Hey. I have That's been that's been dead for okay. A what's while. this? What's this inner sanctum stuff? What what's dice roll? Um, just the fine it's system. A fine system. The fu- okay. For instance, Toby doing that strut would have probably got him a fine if that was up and running at that stage, but it wasn't. Fine. Yeah. So twenty five or fifty dollars. Really? Yeah. So anyway, we've sacked that whole okay, thing. That's cool. We've brought in the wheel. Oh, of destiny. The wheel with the big. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's where that there wasn't there a wheel sitting there for like fifteen years that no one was using, or did you buy a new one? Uh, bought bought a new one. Oh, God. where do you buy a wheel? Online. You know, like. Know. A, yeah. Yeah. No, I know what a wheel is. Yeah, tick, 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 so wheel what, of fortune um, style. Without obviously overstepping the bounds of what you're allowed to share, what's on the wheel these uh, days? Uh, it's more about doing the punishment than paying the fine. Okay, so we've put doable punishments in there um, with money value in between each punishment. Right. So what what sort oh. of punishments are we talking? Like fifty push-ups, nudie run, clean everyone's cars. Yeah, stuff like that. All right. I won't mention what so they are. We, well, for instance, a, a, a very um, Casual, it would be like the cinnamon challenge, which you'd have to have a teaspoon of cinnamon and eat it in a minute. If you didn't, right. you had to pay the 50 bucks or whatever it was. Yeah, right. but so the, if you land on a punishment, you have to do it. There's no get out. Yeah, okay. Ah, uh, so yeah. yeah, so back in the day, you used to just be able to pay, which is what I always did. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. obviously. Yeah. What's well, the point of being a rich man if you can't buy your way out of at, trouble? Honestly, <laughs> at some stages, so we ha- you have the dice and you spin it, and if it lands on whatever, you pay. If you land on six, you double whatever you're supposed to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And if you land on one to five, there's a certain punishment allocated with it. So you chuck it. And then, honestly, by the, before it even hit the ground, I'd be walking back to my chair. Be like, hey, I'll pay, you know, because no one wanted to stand up there and do some <laughs> silly challenge yeah, in front like of the whole group. Back in the day, it was like you got to dance for 30 seconds yeah. in front of everyone with no music and things like that, whereas now I've made them very doable. Like, yeah. you know, I'll give you an example. You might have seen Zane's Instagram the other day. Mm. Um, so no. his punishment was post a selfie on um, your Instagram for this 24 hours. We'll chuck this in the socials. Yeah, yeah. Zane's, Zane's selfie. <laughs> Um, with a with a terrible caption like "How good's footy?" or "Living the dream" or <laughs> oh, stuff like that. That's so, wonderful. That's yeah. even worse. So instead of embarrassing yourself in the company of fifty blokes, you're embarrassing yourself Friendly. not in the company of fifteen thousand. Yes. Good. Yeah. So yeah, that seems. Um, and then he gets messages saying, "What is this? Like, why are you?" Yeah. All these mates having a go at him. Yeah. Is he allowed to explain what happened? Uh, yeah. I don't think you should. Yeah, I no, not for the tw- first 24 yeah, hours. 24 hours, you said, what do you mean? <laughs> that would be good. And then if you find any evidence, he has to do another one. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially for Zane, who's not a big Instagram um, person. No, not at all. Um, it was a hard punishment for him. So that is. So I've made them all doable. And I've, yeah, me and Jong is my partner in crime, and we're just trying oh, to be I'm as creative right. as possible. You just reminded me, uh, there was a. I used to go to. Um, Bulldogs Collingwood games with a, a another comedian uh, Dave Adams and whoever was losing at halftime had to do something very embarrassing at halftime and I remember one game it would have been about 2008 or something Collingwood got the final goal of the first half and so uh, we had to, we went to the locker room the bar at uh, Docklands and my punishment for the Bulldogs losing was I had to tell any any person who was in earshot I had to go over and tell them I'm a famous comedian oh, oh yeah that's rough <laughs> yeah it was not fun. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> tell us a joke. Yeah, it was a lot. It was mostly just, mate, I don't care. Go yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, sweet. All right, we've got five minutes left. Let's do a bit of uh, listener mail. And then season prediction from Young Tobe. Sounds good. All right, let's. Uh, Josh Vino uh, wanted to know Should Boydie have got the Norm Smith over JJ in 16? Uh, so. Oh, <laughs> don't make no. this. Don't stuff this up. You still play with JJ. I know. After the. So when the siren went yep. and like everyone started talking about who would get the norm, I actually just assumed Tom was going to get it. Yeah. Um, Not Pico? Uh, Pico obviously had a good game, but I just thought Tom in the last quarter or the last half, just taking those um, important contested marks, just it just played a big part of um, why we won and obviously the big goal. Um, so I thought he was going to win it. But. Um, yeah, that's my answer. Good. <laughs> Good media training. Good on, um, but congrats to JJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice follow-up. Uh, what do we got? Uh, we've covered a lot of these. Um, Alex Anders wants to know, were you named after Toby from Thomas the Tank Engine? Uh, no, I think I was named um, – I think my mum and dad looked up popular dog names. And <laughs> <laughs> they, um, they knew was he was going to end up a dog. Yeah. yeah. Oh. There you go. Yeah. Could have been Rover. I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. Yeah. I, might, I might be lying there. And uh, favourite current teammate from Ella. Ooh, wow. Again, very polarising topic. Yeah, that's, that's how I do it. I'm not, uh, mate, this is a hard-hitting podcast. Wow. Uh, I love them all. Yep. Good but I've got to name one, do I? Yep. Uh, I'll, na- I'll name – so there's – oh, sorry, I'm not going to say where – what suburb I'm in, but there's a few, <laughs> few boys that live around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis Young and Bailey Dale. I'll give those two a shout out. Okay. Yeah, they're nice. Yes. Happy with that. No. Just those two. Boydie, not a fan. Nah, <laughs> Actually, we should make it. I would have done that to whoever he said. <laughs> should make it a regular question. Who's your favourite Bailey? Mm, true. Here we go. Yeah. Dale. One point to Dale. Dale yeah. Because mm. there's four at the club. Williams, Dale, Hunt, S- Smith. Bailey, Hunt. She in the, oh, yeah. in the women's. Women's, oh, yeah. yeah. Do you talk much to the... To the AFLW team? Uh, we don't really come, we don't really cross paths. Probably even less now than ever, right? Uh, With COVID. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like one one in, one out. Like the whole yeah. teams have to stay separate, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's a shame. So okay, season predictions. Toby, how are we going to go? Where are we going to finish? Who's uh, I reckon we'll finish top four. Yes. Oh, we're good. Looking, we're we don't want good. any like subtle like predictions. Just tell us we're going to yeah, win. Top four, we're, we're in good nick. Um, all things go the way they should. What was the other question? Um, who we are we going to win this week? West Coast. West Coast. Tough. Uh, tough. They've had a yeah. six, six day break though, for them. Mm. Seven day, but uh, we've got a you know week and a half. Yeah, and we love playing at Marvel Stadium. So True. Against West Coast, where we usually go well there too. Right? Yes. Yeah, so don't like traveling too much. We, yes, we should win. Okay. Good. That's good. That's yeah, good to me. We should have come up with other questions that we ask every week. Uh, yeah. 
That's right. Where anyway. were you on October first, two thousand sixteen? <laughs> yeah, where were you? <laughs> That's true. We will ask that of all the uh, the fans uh, and everything. We know where Toby was. Ruining history. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> Being right. a part of history, I think. Well, uh, yeah, thanks very much for tuning in to the second edition of uh, Danny Boyd. Please uh, like us on uh, on socials. We've got a Facebook and an Instagram page. Uh, didn't bother with Twitter. Um, we also oh, – um, give us a review, five yep. stars, because that's how other listeners find us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one who gave us a three-star, which none of us can comprehend. I mean, either it's a one or a five in my book, so yeah. just give us five. <laughs> Come on. Oh, and I've got the uh, Comedy Festival starting Monday uh, next week, Monday 29th of uh, March – at uh, Imperial Hotel every night at 7 o'clock. Boydie's coming. Tobes, do you want a ticket? What what night was that, sorry? Any, uh, Monday, I'm going on Monday. the 31st. He's going on uh, Wednesday night. Yes. That is, yeah. Sure. There you go. You're yep. welcome to come. Come along, mate. Premiership yeah. players. And I'll be pay. there. Oh, happy days. That's how yeah. it works. <laughs> That's and right. also I'm doing Sydney Comedy Festival on uh, May 1st at the Enmore Theatre. So any New South Wales Dogs fans would love to see you there. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for coming. And uh, thank you, Toby, for being yeah, our thanks, first Tobes. ever guest. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Today's episode was proudly brought to you by 8 Star Energy, creating energy for the future and power you can count on. Follow them on Facebook at 8 Star Energy. Oh.